everybody. Thank you for joining me for another edition of Keeping It Real with Sharon, where I have real conversations with the people behind the businesses and the organizations in our community. And today I am with somebody who is normally the one doing the interviewing. Mm-hmm. Right, Brian? <laughs> yes. This is unusual. <laughs> yeah. So, so Brian's a little nervous, which is kind of funny because he has interviewed me before. Um, so it's kind of fun to have Brian Brim in the hot seat. So welcome, Brian. <laughs> Thank we, you. I'm very happy to have you on my show, and I'm very excited to talk to you more about this. So, Brian, you're a news reporter. Yes, ma'am. How so. often do you get re- how often do you get interviewed? Uh, this is probably the third time in my life. So, <laughs> right. And, and, I'm, and I'm, fi- I'm 59, just for context. <laughs> okay. So. I love it. Well, I'm just, I'm so excited to hear just your past and your, your articles. And we just have so much to talk about in such a short time. So mm. thank you for being on the show. Oh, I'm flattered. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So you do a great job with interviewing. So if you want to correct any of my questions or, you know, redirect me, please feel free. <laughs> uh, you, I, I've heard your podcast. You're a better interviewer than me. So. I don't know. I, I'll disagree with that. But anyway. Um, okay. So you are with the Winchester Star. Yes, ma'am. How many years? Uh, this time, six years. And then there was a prior 11 years. Okay. Um, so all told, 17 years. Okay. Yeah. And so 17 years. I'm kind of taking notes here. Mm-hmm. Um, and before that, you, I mean, you've always been in the reporting business. <laughs> Almost always. I, I actually, you were a news anchor. I was, but I started as a, a uh, radio disc jockey. Okay. At uh, our local radio station, Wink? Uh, I, that was one of them. Okay. Bar- Barry Lee and I worked together in the morning for I, a period. I, okay. I did have Barry Lee on the show one time. So, yeah. Yeah. He's a good guy. He is a good guy. Uh, but yeah, stations throughout the Valley, WSIG in Mount Jackson, WFTR in Front Royal, uh, mm-hmm. Q102 for a short period, WFFE. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So on. <laughs> what got you into this line of business? Like what reporting, basically? What is what? What got you doing that? To be perfectly honest, a lie. Uh, <laughs> a lie. Oh, okay. Scandal. I, I was uh, I was working for actually a video production company uh, mm-hmm. in Manassas back in the early nineties. Okay. When the recession hit. Yep. The company went out of business, and I was out of work for thirteen months total. Okay. A friend of mine from my uh, from from the video company I worked for called me up one day. He was now working at a radio station in Culpeper and said, they need a news anchor down here. I know you've worked in radio in the past. Are you interested? And I said, sure. Right. So I went down, I interviewed, lied through my teeth, said, yes, <laughs> I know how to do this. It'll be great. And oh, come on. No, that's just confidence. There's a difference. Well, it's just, that's just confidence. The first question I asked my first day on the job is, how do you get a news story? So oh, I mean, okay. that, that's we started at that, that base level. point. How do you get a news story? Well, uh, when, once you've done it for a while, they kind of come to you. So I'm very fortunate in that way. Mm-hmm. But uh then it's just a matter of keeping your ears open. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the days before social media, so you had to rely a lot on uh, rumors and okay. conversations. Yeah, that's true. You can find so much on social media now. So mm-hmm. many stories on that, I'm sure. Yeah. Things. Um, so, uh, obviously, you love what you do. I do. I don't want to assume that, but I'm guessing that since you've done it for so many years. I absolutely do. Yeah. So, you've had all kinds of stories, I'm sure. Yes. So... <laughs> Share a little bit, like, what are your, let's, let's say, like, what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite story? Uh, if I had to pick one favorite, it would be one I did way long ago. Uh, I wrote about my dad. Aww. There was a, a series in the Star, a weekly series about 
uh, hometown heroes. Aww. And my dad was my hero. Okay, now you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> That's beautiful. I uh, he, love that. He was a he was a Korean War vet. Um, okay. And uh, he was he was a pretty tough guy over there, which is. Which is what I found out in the course of this story. Okay, and that's was why he I, still alive or had he, he had, passed? He had recently passed. Oh my gosh! Uh, how well? How special was that? Just yeah. to to learn so much about your dad yeah, that you and, probably and, didn't even know. And that's that's why it's so special to me because he never talked about his experiences mm-hmm. over there or, or very limited. Right. And, uh, to find out what he had done, to find out that he was a bona fide war hero. Oh my gosh! That's just giving me goosebumps. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. What are yeah. some of the harder stories that you've had? Uh, anytime you're dealing with a child's death, mm-hmm. those are terrible. Um, probably the hardest was the death of uh, Sergeant Ricky Timbrook. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, how, what year was that? I want to say 98. Off 98, the top of my was head. it? Okay. I thought it was in the, the late 90s. So, mm-hmm. yeah, boy, that was a big community just story that, that, I mean, it just shattered our whole community. Yeah. He was the uh, first police officer in Winchester to die on the line of duty. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was out there all night with the, with the, with the police. Mm-hmm. It was like a war zone. Ricky and I knew each other. Oh, uh, sorry. So, yeah, it was a personal loss. But, but then, oddly enough, at the time of his death, his wife was seven months pregnant. I remember that. Okay. His son, Ricky Timbrook Jr., mm-hmm. recently became a Frederick County Sheriff's deputy, and I got to interview the son oh about my his. Gosh. So that was a very they came nice full circle. circle. Yeah. Wow. And I'm sure a lot of, of, of his reasoning for doing this was to follow in his dad's footsteps, I it would was. imagine. Yeah. It was to honor his father. To honor his father. Oh, God. Okay. Now my, like, you're getting me teary eyed. <laughs> I've got to finish this. This is why I like the job. You get to hear all kinds of interesting stories. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can imagine. Uh, and then, like you said, the, the, you people contact you with stories or you hear them. And and, um, and so forth. But what is it about like each day that makes you like want to get up and do this? Like that's, you know, this is, this is your, your job that you have to do to be able to support yourself. What makes you want to do it? That That's a funny question because I didn't really know the answer to that until very recently. And, okay. And what it is, is I love to write. Okay. Um, you know, I, I consider myself more of a writer actually than, than a reporter mm-hmm. because I love putting together the stories that I'm told and sharing them with other people. Yeah, you just yeah. did one uh, uh, made for my book, my recent book, and I mm-hmm. had like I so many people. What they said was, "Oh my gosh, what a great story he wrote." Oh, thank you. Yeah, there was a lot of comments on, "Wow, you know that was so well written." So yeah, but I wrote a story. You wrote a book. You win. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> you're you're. Didn't you say you might want to do a book or something? I think we we talked about that a little bit. I, I I'm I'm thinking about it right now. Okay, um, I thought we talked a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah another author I interviewed uh, suggested to me that I take some of my articles over the years and and put them into book form and yeah, and I'm, I, I'm thinking about that and maybe tell a little story behind each each one to I set. I think that's up. a great idea. It really is. Um, so, have you won awards? <laughs> I have won a few. Uh, okay, let's hear about those. I, I, I know I asked you that before, and I could not remember what they were. Well, the reason I'm laughing is because I, I, I remind myself uh, to be humble because the very first writing award I won was a story about a dog who pooped in a garage. <laughs> so, yeah, a, li- a little perspective. Yes, I've won awards, but they've been for dog poop. Why? <laughs> world did you i just have to know why did you write a story about a dog pooping in a garage like how did that capture the attention of anybody if i, I was, if i reached out to you hey my dog pooped in my backyard are you gonna come write about my dog uh, i got calls like that afterwards I, um, bet. I was covering a winchester parking authority meeting and they said that they had a 
chronic uh, pooper. Uh, a man who would bring his dog into one of the garages I every day. This now. Yes. Oh my gosh. And so I heard that and I was like, you know, there's part, a story. <laughs> well, yeah, a journalist doesn't just inform, we also entertain. Oh, that, yeah. That's our job. And absolutely. And entertain because I remember it. Yes, that was hilarious. Yeah. So what, what was it. the title? Do you remember? Oh, my gosh, I don't. I, I know. Uh, <laughs> it had to have been catchy. There's something. Something stink. Something stinky in Old Town yeah, was part of it. But the whole story was full of puns, and, mm-hmm. and I quite honestly did not think they would run it. Wow. Uh, but they did. Uh-huh. And and even better than the story, I got, I got an actual typed letter from one of our readers mm-hmm. where they they ran with the puns themselves, and it was one of the best letters I've ever read. <laughs> love it. So. I love it. So you're an entertainer also. I, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I don't want people to be bored. No, absolutely. No, I hadn't really even thought about that. But, yeah, that's that's what you're doing is you're entertaining people and wanting them to read more that's, or learn that's more. That's the hope, yes. Yeah, or learn more. Uh, and you have been – some of your stories have made it to – what's it called? Is it National Syndication? Is that the – they get they get picked up by uh, usually the Associated Press. Associated Press, okay. So, so yeah, cut- it's uh, you know, and, and you never know which ones will mm-hmm. they'll like. But I've had stories picked up that have run as far away as you know the other side of the country, out in Seattle. Okay. So it's strange to get it's strange to be in Winchester, Virginia, and to get an email from somebody in California saying I liked your story. Yeah, I bet that is. Yeah. I bet that is. So you have seen a lot. Of, you grew up here. Yeah, well, in Strasburg. Yes. In Strasburg, okay. Uh, so you've seen a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things, like just from your eye as a journalist, what are some of the biggest changes in our Winchester, Frederick County area that you have seen in your from when you started to, to now? I know, like, Internet was one you said. Well, well yeah, I mean, that's the, the, a global thing. That's mm-hmm. just changed the world. Right. Um, Locally, I would have to look at the uh, the Renaissance of Old Town Winchester. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't that many years ago that down the Loudon Street Mall was a desert. Yeah, um, yeah. And they've really turned that around. Mm-hmm. Frederick County has just become you know an impressive community to live in with with the way they've uh, they've grown, but in a controlled way. You've still got a mix of urban and rural. Mm-hmm. I like that very much. Yeah. You know, that was a, a worry that a lot of people had with, uh, you know, during the, the COVID crazy real estate was so many people from the city moving here mm-hmm. and the concern of like, oh, we're gonna, you know, they're going to start wanting more of the, the things that the city has and want us to, to change our ways of doing things because we are kind of slow paced here, but I love it. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's part of our charm, I think. And, you know, why, you know, watching out for each other and saying hi to your neighbor and, you know, taking a pie or a dinner over to somebody's house. I think that that's something that is very unique to our area. Mm-hmm. And there was concern that people had. I would hear them, you know, they, I, I'd list their house. Like, oh, I, you know, I don't want one of those Northern Virginia people coming here. You know, I want to I'm hoping somebody local buys it. Right. But what I've seen is the people that have come here, they came here because they like the charm and the, you know, our little more slow paced and have really enjoyed being a part of our community because we had, we had a lot of people move here from Northern Virginia. Well, a lot I, of people. I, I, I moved here. I chose to raise my family in Frederick County. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I love it here. I love working here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually live up in Inwood now because uh, we moved there when. When real estate prices there were low. Yeah. They're now not they're, anymore. No, I would say they're not anymore at all. That's one of the biggest mm-hmm. growing areas right now. Yeah, but but this is, I consider Winchester my hometown, even though I didn't grow up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's a, a great place to be and a great place to work. Right. For, for the most part. Right. So you've been in, you've been in this line of business. I know, okay, so there was like 17 years you were with the Winchester Star, but you've been in, in the reporting business for how many years? 
Uh, probably 25, all told. 25 so, years. Yeah. Okay. And you plan on retiring doing this? I plan on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, there's nothing like this is really it's just so rare. And it's a beautiful thing to see somebody love what they're doing for so long. And that's rare. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah, I, I actually got out of the business. Um, the, the eight years I was out away from the star, I was doing marketing and uh, I did not like that at all. Mm -hmm. I, I stuck it out for eight years because. Well, to be honest, it was decent money. Right. And I was hoping that would be where I would retire, but I was miserable. Yeah, and, and it, that's it, huge if you don't like what you're doing. Oh, it, it, it quite literally nearly killed me mm -hmm. because I was so sad. But, uh, well, that, and you know, and, the, and that all ties into like quality of life. Like people think, like, oh, if I'm making a lot of money, I'm going to have a better qual quality of life. If you don't like what you're doing, no. That money doesn't matter. No, I, I consider myself Mental, successful now, yeah. even though I make much less than I used yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> in my book, I actually talk about that. Like everybody has their own definition of what success is, mm -hmm. and so you're successful because you have reached the, you know, the dream of where you want to be and what and what you're doing, and you enjoy getting up every day and doing it. And it only took me 51 years to figure that Look out. Look at that. <laughs> 50, 53, sorry. 53. Hey, I had a midlife change just a couple of years ago. So, you know, it's, it's all, our, we're always evolving, trying to figure things out. That's so. right. You got into real estate mm -hmm. after running your own business. Mm -hmm. I remember but, we, uh, but I wrote about that. Too. You did. Yes, you did. You've written a couple of things. But, but you know, in the end, I mean, I, I'm an entrepreneur. So that's really, you know, that I just changed what it was I was doing as an entrepreneur. It's, you know, as a realtor, I'm a business owner. So kind of just change the businesses so and i admire that i i honestly do that that, that takes a lot of guts well thanks mm -hmm. i mean it's you know it's it, it being in business does take some guts the guy i just interviewed somebody before you and he is starting brand new like just starting and quit his um he was with fire and rescue and quit his you know job of nine years to start his own business wow. so it does take some guts it definitely it does. It definitely does. So what do you see like the as far as our area with, you know, the growth we talked about over the past couple of years? Uh, if you if what do you see as like maybe the next big story for our area? Any thoughts on that? Like things that are coming to our area or what, what do you think like will be like your big mm story that might come out and you know let's just say a year from now here in our area i mean you never would have guessed covid for being a big story but nothing that big i just mean local to our area anything you you think i i don't mean to be coy there are a few things i know of that i can't discuss oh come on <laughs> i'm trying to throw the line i'm reeling it in i know um <laughs> i'm fishing i i think i think starting next month Anybody who reads the Winchester Star will pick up on what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, That's exciting, I think. Well, it, it's going to be a big change for the city. Okay. Not, and it's not, it does not involve the newspaper, I can tell you that. Well, you know what? You... Actually, this is going to air in March, so it might already be in the paper by the time this airs. So. I, I can't. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. That's all right. No, uh, I, I certainly would not ask you to to breach a confidentiality. Uh, I'm just kidding. And that if, if if people can't trust me, I can't. I don't have a job. No, plus so. that integrity is huge. Yes. Integrity is huge. So, did you ever want? Did you ever think like, oh, I want to go like out and like you know be on a national news? Never and do that. No, never. Uh, I've, I've had people ask me why I don't go work for the Washington Post or something. I have no interest, no desire. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if they want to let me work 
here and write stories here and put them in oh, their I newspaper. Right, sure. Right. Yeah, right. that's fine. But this is where I want to be. You don't want to be out in the big city. No, ma'am. Yeah, I don't blame <laughs> you. Well, I would imagine what you're writing here is this relational writing. Re- can you like, elaborate mm-hmm. on that? So, like, out in the, let's just say the D.C. area, everyone doesn't know everyone, like, here. And I think that a lot of your writing is relational. Like, you, you there's connections. There's, mm-hmm. you know... The dog pooping in the garage, like we all use that garage. We can all visualize that garage. It is part of our whole community. Yes. Where out in, you know, the city, there's so it's so much bigger and so much larger that we we don't necessarily all relate to to the different things that are, are discussed in that paper. Yeah, does that make sense? It does, and I, I I couldn't relate to it no matter how long I worked there. But mm-hmm. but you're absolutely right. It's. It's a very close community here. Uh, I've been fortunate to be around long enough that I know a lot of the people in this community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, well, even and things like, like I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but no. like just back to the to the relational, like you when you talked about like writing about someone whose child is is dying and suffering. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, our community pours out their love. Yes, they do, and I I've noticed that when when I write a story where any of us at the SAR, when we write mm-hmm. a story about a, a good cause or, or something like that, this community responds with mm-hmm. donations and, and support. And right. I love that. Yeah. You know, I love being part of the fact that, you know, nonprofits in this community have raised millions of dollars over the past, you know, 20 years or so. Yeah. I love having a hand in that. Yeah. That's, it's wonderful. Yeah. What a gift. Yeah. What a gift. Yeah. That's relational. Yes. <laughs> That's relational because out in, you know, in, in, in any big city, you might write about one of, unfortunately, many children that might be sick or, you know, there's so many different organizations for outreach out there. Here, we all know the people behind the organizations also. Mm-hmm. And so I'm doing a collection next week for the homeless kids in our community. Um, oh, that's something I do. You. Yeah. So I've done it every year since I started business um, back uh, since 2009, I've done it every year in February on the anniversary of me opening up my first business. Oh. And, um, you know, and that's a story. That's something I advertise that. There's, oh, right now, let me think, 322 homeless kids in our community. Do you know that? I didn't know the specific number. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. I, I work with uh, Bright Futures with that to get the information from them. But at any rate, the support from our community is just it's phenomenal yes of people who want to help with that and it, it's it's a beautiful thing it might be something you want to write about next year oh absolutely yeah. uh, homelessness is one of my causes my personal causes so any opportunity i have to write about the winchester rescue mission or, or something of that sort mm-hmm. i'm absolutely there any any particular reason why homelessness is one of your causes is have you like worked with them more with the homeless population or well as i mentioned earlier i was out of work for 13 months at mm-hmm. one point in my life i've most of my life i have lived paycheck to paycheck just mm-hmm. because of the professions i've chosen right um so i know what it's like i know what it's like to be scared to have housing insecurity i've mm-hmm. never been homeless thank god yeah Thank God. But, you, you, I mean, it really, it's like one of those things where we're all a, closer to it than what we realize. Right. And I, and I don't like the negative stereotypes of homelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sure, you can find somebody who's homeless because they would rather drink and use drugs. That that, that mm-hmm. does happen. But more often than not, it's because bad bad luck, bad circumstances, mm-hmm. mental health. Mental health. That's what I was yeah. saying. Mental health is huge. Yes. So, so a lot of the things then you do is to educate. I hope so. You know, so you entertain, you educate, and help us learn about the causes that maybe we wouldn't otherwise know about. That that's the goal. Yeah, 
Yeah. So what is it that when you go to bed at night and, you know, you put your head on the pillow and you look at your day, like, what is it that makes you like, like, that's a good day? That's been a good day. Just talking about what you do with your articles, like educating and all that. What is it that, that makes you feel like, wow, that was a that was a really good day? Uh, it, it can be a lot of things. Sometimes it's just, you know, I, I've stumbled into a really good story that I get to tell. Um, sometimes it's knowing that I'm getting information out there that, that is going to help a particular organization or it's going to help the community. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it usually comes down, though, to being satis- personally satisfied with my writing. So mm-hmm. every now and then I'll, and it doesn't happen a lot, but every now and then I'll sit back and say, yeah, I got that one right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I've heard from yeah. the one that you did of me. So, oh, yeah, good. that's it's been, <laughs> so, been all positive feedback. You made yeah. me look good. Thanks. Well, it, it wasn't hard, <laughs> Sharon. <laughs> so I set myself up for that one. <laughs> no, I, I really enjoy your writings. I really do. I, when I'm reading the paper, I look for your articles. And you do have a good way of, of capturing the story that makes it like that I want to keep reading, that I want to know more. And I, I think that's a gift. It's something that you have. And I, it's something that obviously you understand it as being a gift, which is why you stay in the line of business that you're in. I'm so uncomfortable right now. Uh, I don't well, do, it's time I don't for me to talk about you. I know you keep saying like <laughs> me or anybody else. I'm like Brian. This one's about. This is about you. <laughs> well, thank you. That was very sweet of you to say. No, it's but, true. It, and, it is. And, and I'm I'm of the opinion that no one looks at bylines. So the fact that you look for my byline, it's oh yeah, I, absolutely. I'm <laughs> oh, that's funny that you you don't realize that. Yeah, you are very humble. That's for sure. So yeah, when I. First asked you to come on, you 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 said, "Oh, no one's going to want to listen to me." I, you have so much to share. Oh, this will probably so, be your last podcast. Oh, stop You're going to lose Brian. every subscriber. Wah, wah. <laughs> no, I, this has been great. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Uh, okay, so your mid fifties, I think you said fifty nine. Fifty nine. Okay, so I it, so I don't I don't shy away I from it. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. fifty seven. Same thing. Like, yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm actually fifty five. I just aged myself. Yeah, but uh, I look fifty nine. You don't. <laughs> fifty five. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I've said my husband's age um but we're at that age we can't remember half the time anyway what what age we are so um so where do you see yourself let's just say a couple years from now so i don't know 63 three years three and four years quite honestly i should not be trying to crunch numbers this early in the morning but anyway as long as the winchester star will have me quite honestly i want to be right there i want to do what i'm doing um i during my first stint at the Star, I became an editor. I found mm-hmm. out I was not good at being an editor. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, I like being a reporter. Yeah. Um, I like this area. Um, my wife and I are helping to raise our our grandson who has special needs, Aww. and that takes Aww, a lot of our time. So wow. So yeah, we're 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 where we're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And you are like like for me as an agent, uh, like I don't really plan on retiring. I like working. Is that the same with you? I talk about retirement a lot, but I think when it comes down to it, I, I'll be too afraid. Yeah, so. yeah. And when you like what you're doing, it doesn't. It makes it so it's not that difficult. Then true. Yeah. So maybe I'd like to get to the point where I'm writing more for myself than than covering. You know, covering I'm news excited events. for you yeah. to do your book. I think you should. I'm I'm on that bandwagon with the other author that you you talk to. I think you really should. It's. I mean, just you've. I would love to hear more about the behind the scenes of the stories that you've written and um, just go go step deeper in into you know thought the the eyes of brian and what you see and <laughs> and so forth because you know we can see we can be at an event or a, something you know in our everyday life that we just see as being there and you can see something more than what we do so i think you should write about that 
I, I, and I think I will. And yeah. there's one story here. I'll do a little teaser. There's one story I wrote that, in my opinion, is probably the best thing I've ever written mm-hmm. that did not get published. Ah. Um, it was uh, a version of it got published. It was about what would happen if the community lost electricity for two years. Oh, gosh, that's scary with what just happened down in North Carolina. Right. Uh, but we had some city officials that were working with an army college up in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, which is where my family's from, by the mm-hmm. way. Uh, okay. And they, the, the army asked some Winchester officials to come up with a scenario, what would happen in your community if you were to lose power. Okay. So I sat down with Lynn Miller and Amy Simmons with the city. Mm-hmm. Well, Lynn has retired since then. Uh, and they... They told me what would happen, and that's what I wrote. And when my editors and publisher at the time read it, they did not think people waking up on Saturday morning would want to hear about how you would have to leave dead bodies out on the lawn during the winter, yeah. and the wild dogs would probably get to them. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I pray that never happens. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it's but, pretty grim. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I, I, you know, you go back to with COVID, I mean, who would have ever thought that would be a story? Exactly. And it's, you know, it's was a reality that we've all been living. So, um, yeah, no, it's kind of scary with that, with that whole electrical thing. My daughter lives in the town where the electrical grid went out not too long ago in North Carolina. Yeah. It, it was shot. You know, they shot, yeah. shot it. Yeah. And actually, that's one of the scenarios uh, they discussed with me is that it's so easy to take out these substations. Mm-hmm. So people need to take this seriously. Yeah. Yeah. We have balloons flying over us, checking things out. <laughs> Got to be careful these days. But, yeah. well, Brian, it has been such a pleasure having you on the show. I really I, I'm, you know, behind you all 100 percent with writing this book. I, I think you should get on that. And you still promise just, to buy the copy? Heck yeah, I will. All right. That's definitely. One yeah. You've all got right. one copy sold. But it's been great having you on. I really appreciate your time i know you're busy you have things to do articles to write but i just i love that you um were willing to share with all of us what life as a journalist in our community is like so thank you for that well thank you for having me and and i just want folks to know that we're people that live in this community too we're we're not Mm -hmm. the media in quotes we're we're community journalists we're we're here uh, mm-hmm. living your lives with you. So absolutely. You know, we're, we're doing our best and sometimes it's a little hard. So when you mm-hmm. get on social media, just maybe, maybe rethink some of the comments you type. I love that. You're exactly right. People can just get, yeah, just, yeah, no, that's very, very good advice. Something yeah. that we should all really, really listen to. So, well, thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. And thank, thank you, you everyone for listening. And uh, Brian, I can't wait to tell you how many downloads you'll end up getting for this. So I know nervous about coming on you did great uh, we'll, awesome. see. we'll see we'll see i, I enjoyed your show and i'm sorry it'll get canceled oh stop it now so all right everybody well thank you for tuning in again and this is sharon i'm with brian and make it a great one everyone bye-bye bye-bye